I was stripping white paint off the paneling in the new home theater, formerly game room, of my guest house, when the cell phone in my pocket vibrated, indicating a text. Normally, I wouldn't have bothered to check the phone immediately, at least not before I'd finished the task at hand and showered, and very likely changed my clothes, ordered dinner, and straightened up a couple of rooms. But my daughter, Melissa, was at her friend Wendy's house this afternoon and might have been texting to let me know she needed a ride home, or more likely, to ask if she could spend the night there. Such are the thrills of summer vacation. You're only 11 once. I wiped my hands off the best I could, then let the rag fall onto the drop cloth I'd carefully placed under the work area. I am nothing if not prepared. But the text I'd received was not from Melissa. It was from Detective Lieutenant Anita McElhoney of the Harbor Haven Police Department. My breath stopped for a second. When your 11-year-old isn't at home, you really don't want to get a call from the police. I knew McElhoney a little, but we weren't what I'd call friends. And she'd never contacted me out of the blue before. The text read, Come outside to your porch. That took some of my panic away, but piqued my curiosity. I looked out the window of the home theater. Therein lies a tale. It was slated to become a fitness center for the guests until I found out how much exercise equipment costs. And sure enough, Macaloni was standing on the front porch, next to the glider, hands clasped behind her, pacing. I sighed. The big scaredy cat. Lieutenant Macaloni, one of the most unflappable people I have ever met, is afraid to come into my house because she thinks she'll see a ghost. Which is silly. Macaloni can't see the ghosts who stay in my house. Perhaps I should explain. Melissa and I moved to Harbor Haven, the town where I grew up, about three years ago, after a divorce from a man I call the swine. Although that sometimes makes me feel like I'm insulting actual pigs. I bought the property at 123 Seafront because I wanted to start a new life for us here on the Jersey Shore. And I'd been in the process of renovating the place when things changed after a freak, we'll call it an accident, left me with a severely bruised head, a concussion, and the ability to see ghosts. Specifically, Paul Harrison and Maxie Malone, who had been inhabiting the old Victorian since they'd been murdered on the premises. Once they realized I could see them, they wanted me to find out who had killed them. But that's a story told elsewhere. As it turned out, I was not the only member of my family who could see Paul and Maxie, though I was the only one who'd had to sustain a head injury first. My mother and Melissa were both professional-level ghost communicators and had been keeping that little fact from me for, let's say, all my life in Mom's case and all her life in Melissa's. But I have forgiven them. I am magnanimous. And it comes in handy now that my father has passed away. I'm sad he's dead, but he's still around a lot. My family is an emotional roller coaster, probably in a different way than yours. I took a breath, 
before heading outside to Macaloni. I'd specifically chosen this moment to work on the theater because I was, for once, alone in my thoughts. Something that almost never happens around the guest house. With Liz at her friend Wendy's, and all six of my current guests out at the beach on this scorching hot day, the only company I'd normally have had would be the ghosts. But Maxie, who'd recently developed the ability to leave the property, had decided to go visit her mother. And Paul, who still can't wander farther than my property line, had been not upset and not exactly broody lately, but showing signs of some ennui, which he had not explained. I decided he was a grown man, if a dead one, which would understandably bum anyone out, and I'd let him work out his issues until he brought them up himself.